The reading today is taken from the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it. For the revelations are waste and appointed time, it speaks of the end, and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest, because he is as greedy as the grave, and like death, is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations, and takes captive all the peoples. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods, and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey, because you have plundered many nations. The people who are left will plunder you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands, cities, and everyone in them. Woe to him! who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high, to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaming your own house, forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out, and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed, and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the law almighty determined that the people's labour is only fuel for the fire, and the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbours, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk, so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you and your destruction of animals will terrify you. For you have shed human blood, you have destroyed lands, cities, and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman, or an, or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him! who say to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, 
Wake up! Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before Him. This is the word of the Lord. Great. Well, thank you, Victor, for reading, for listening, for praying. Let's uh, pray together again. Let God speak to us. Father, thank you for these words. Thank you that uh, you respond as you spoke to the Bible. Uh, we cannot speak to us and give us hope in our faith. We ask us in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. Well, as many of you know, uh, before I was a professor, I was an engineer. And uh, I like my job now, but in some way, being an engineer was much easier. Why? Well, because everything works. Everything makes sense. If I'm doing some computer simulation, and, well, if I don't get the right result, there's probably an error somewhere. And I fix the error, I do the right thing, and I get the right result. Now, in real life, well, in, with people, it's very different. Right? So, here is someone in the church, and had a marriage problem, and they do what the Bible says, they try to do the right thing, but the marriage doesn't change. The marriage doesn't improve. Everything gets worse. And that's weird, right? It doesn't make any sense. I'm doing the right thing. Why doesn't, the right, doesn't something happen? Some of you suffer, and you wonder why is it? Uh, am I doing anything wrong? But if I'm not doing anything wrong, why is it happening? And then we call this experience when life doesn't make sense. I think the same thing that doesn't make sense is when things seem unfair, when you do the right thing, but the wrong thing happens. You get the wrong result. Right? We're talking about individuals here, but look at this thing on a bigger scale. Like North Korea. Now, for 70 years, Christians there have been suffering. Are they doing something wrong? Is there something that they can just change and then everything will be alright? You just feel, well, they don't deserve this, right? This is unfair. This is unjust. It doesn't make sense. Well, that's why we need this church. Habakkuk's people seems to make sense. Of course, there was wickedness and injustice in Israel when he prayed, God, please, know why don't you do something? But actually, things were getting worse, God said. I'm going to send the Babylonians and they're going to destroy the city and burn the temple and take all the people away, the exiles. And that just makes things worse. And especially these people are evil. Now, how can they be willing? That doesn't make sense. This is unfair. Well, God answers. God doesn't, um, you know, the people that he's not listening, he, he answers. He speaks, as we heard last week. And I guess many of us, you know, we see in our own lives, we see in the world, all these things that just don't make sense. And the things are getting worse when we're trying to do the right thing. Well, what does God say? Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, I hope we'll, we'll listen. I hope I think today will give us some new answers that we need to hear. And so, uh, yeah, let's listen to what uh, God answers to Habakkuk here in chapter two. And the big thing He says, "Now that justice will be done." Uh, the thing that He says, "Okay, yeah, Babylon is coming, and <laughs> they're an evil nation." And there's going to be a lot of evil, but justice will be done. Justice will be done against Babylon. And God is not unaware of who these people are. 
these nations evil. And we saw there in verse 5, and because he is as greedy as the grave, like death is never satisfied, he gathers to himself all the nations. They slept with all the people. I mean, this is not a right thing they're doing. They're greedy. They try to conquer all these nations. They want to be the, the empire. Well, what's going to happen to them? Well, yes, well, they're going to get justice. These same nations that now they're conquering, they're going to stomp him. They're now standing up and they're laughing and they're making fun of him. Well, what's happening to him? Uh, the rest of the chapter, as you heard, you heard this word woe the whole time. Something you see quite often in the prophet, woe. What is it? It's a word for a funeral. It's kind of something really bad has happened to them. Or in this case, or something really bad is going to happen to you, Babylon. Woe to you. Something really bad is going to happen. You get all these pictures of injustice, and the, uh, in each case, it will be punished. It will be punished. And it will be punished with, well, with justice, with a, with a reversal. Uh, so, uh, in here, uh, woe to him who finds a stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. That's wrong, right? Because we see also these big businesses that have put the little businesses out of business because they have all the power, extortion. That's what is wrong. But what will happen? Well, will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their credit. It's a reversal. Because you have plundered many nations, the people who are left will plunder you. Or later, about, you know, making others drunk, well, now it is your turn. The top of the Lord's hands will coming around to you. Right? So you see the reversal. It's when, when Babylon comes and, you know, the they come from all these countries, it's like everything's becoming unjust. And God is now making it right to them. God is making it just to them. Because all this injustice, well, it's addressed. And uh, the other nations, they are now, well, they're just hoping. Right? Everything is. It is beautiful. Everything is right in it. Uh, all kinds of different pictures. It's not just that they're not they weren't really making people drunk. But they're all pictures of injustice, right? And we're so hopeful that God will address it. And so, you know, woe to him who built his house by unjust gain, taking his nest on high to the state of clusters of women. And as someone who is deceived and defrauded, as you make a nice safe nest somewhere else, you know, you have to many places, right? People who see, but they, they have a foreign backyard and a property abroad in their state. And God says, no, no, that house is <laughs> coming on them. It's going to cry out against them. They're, they're going to get it. Um, woe to him, verse 12. Woe to him who, no, yeah, woe to him who built a city with bloodshed. And it's certainly a time by injustice. I mean, it's a good thing to build a city and, and a town, but, but how do you build it? Right? This is with bloodshed. Now, countries where they make a really prosperous society, but for through repression and tyranny, well, that, that's evil. And, well, that's going to come to nothing. That's going to be fueled for the fire. Everything they build will come down again. It's going to be just. Well, to the one who just drinks with his neighbor, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk, right? Forcing someone to drink until they kind of say they ruin their life. Again, that's not really what they did. It's just, it's just a metaphor, but it's a great picture of 
but it's unfair and wrong. Maybe sometimes you have that men make women drunk and do the wrong thing. Well, that's the thing that's going to come back to them. All these pictures, it's just getting massive. Babylon will get justice. If he's wrong, Babylon will be a threat. And that means things will make sense. Right? God will all sort it out. Babylon now seems to be winning, and it seems to be unfair, but it will be addressed. Justice will be done. And yeah, we, we can have faith in that. Uh, why? Well, because, of course, ultimately, Babylon doesn't have any real power. Yeah, but they seem to be winning. But it's only because God left them. Because they don't have any real God. Right? There's a lot of about idolatry. You know, woe to him who says the wood comes alive, or the lifeless stone wake up. I mean, the real power of Babylon is just wood and stone, right? It's not real. But the Lord is in his holy temple, right? Let all the earth be silent before him. No, there is a real God, and he's got the real power. And he will bring justice against Babylon. And so for Habakkuk, yeah, okay, things are going to go wrong, but God will make it right. He will judge Babylon. People will, you know, they will laugh at Babylon again. It will be right. It's the idea of it. It makes sense now, right? God will make things make sense again. Now, of course, it came true. Uh, 1890 years later, 539 BC, Babylon was defeated by the Philippians, and so it's right now. Now, of course, you may wonder what does it have to do with us now, 2600 years later? Well, actually, there is a lot here that makes us think it is about more than Babylon. This is about the justice will be done for the world, for the whole world. God says, I'm going to do this one day for the whole world. I mean, for them, Babylon, that was as far as they could see. But actually, this is so further. Honestly, because there are all these different injustices, but not just what Babylon does, that God will address. But if you verse 14, in verse 14, this wasn't really what happened, right? Verse 14. Uh, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. I mean, it was good news that Babylon fell, but it's not that at the time the earth was full of the glory of the Lord everywhere. That, that didn't happen. So this is going to be something bigger. That's not just Babylon, but one day God will address all evil. He will do justice completely. The whole world will be saved. And that's the because we have so much people, right? Not just everyone. You know, like the Roman Empire, they build a good society, but through bloodshed. And, um, you know, like David Trump, everything he did, you think of the Muslim army, you think of the Crusades, you think of Hitler and Stalin, even these days, I mentioned North Korea, right? There's so much evil there. Or just, you know, Xinjiang, the, the Uyghurs, what is going on there? <laughs> It is evil. It is wrong. All that evil is going on, and, and we, we see that, and it doesn't make sense, and this is unfair, and this is unjust. And God says, well, one day, I will bring justice. Uh, and these big things, the small things, you know, the people held in slavery, uh, the child being abused for years, and it's going to be me too, movement, that kind of thing. God will address it all. And God will, will put it right. Sometimes here on earth, sometimes we see original fault, sometimes people will fail. But one day, and Jesus will go. 
soulful justice. Everything was right. And the Bible says every mouth will be shut. It's like no one has anything to complain anymore. No one has anything to bring against God. Everything, yes, this is right. This is fine. Quite an idea. Nothing, nothing going anywhere anymore. This idea that, you know, the, 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 the earth covers this world where we like the water covers the sea. Have you ever been really out of sea? Where, wherever you live, you don't see any land anymore. Just, just water, just gone. Think about the, what the world will be like. It's as far as you can see, no, no injustice, nowhere. Where is it? Just joy. No, no pain, no, no suffering, not a single hurt, not a single unaddressed grief anywhere. All gone. Everything is alive with the glory of God. That is what God will do. And, and no one will have anything to complain. You will meet a Jew who died in the Holocaust, and he will say, Yeah, it's all fine, it's all good. Or it's nothing to complain. You need a reader, and you know, yeah, that's fine. Everything's over. Right. Someone who, who, who dies in the, the, when the black death is the state of the world. Uh, someone who dies in the 2004 tsunami. Or, you know, uh, children who dies in famines in Africa. And they will all say, yeah, it's fine, it's over. That is the hope the Bible says. One day God will sort it all out. Everything will be calm. Everything will be sorted. Everything will be just. Everything will be all right. That is hope. That is, yeah, one day things will make sense. One day God will restore everything, repay everything. Everything will be done. That is the hope. I mean, and that is real hope. I mean, I'm glad the Bible tells us that life doesn't make sense. Because it doesn't, right? If the Bible says everything is fine now, then we feel like, no, it doesn't. But it gives us a big hope. I mean, if you're an atheist, yeah, life doesn't make sense, but why should it? It's just random molecules. You know, that's a, you can even you see the world and it's made from random. And then if it's always random, what hope is there? The Bible says now that there is hope. God is in control. God is reasons, he knows what's happening, he cares, and one day he will sort it all out, and, and no one will have, no, no complaints, everything sorted. What a great hope. And what does that mean for us today? Well, God says, yeah, this is great news, but we need to wait. It means we need to wait. Right now, but have a it's not going to be great. We need to wait. Right? I mean, verse 2, I skip over these first few verses, but actually, here's the application. Well, write it down. You know, it's not going to be now. Write it down for later. Make sure everyone has it. Uh, write it down. Uh, verse 3, for still the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end. And this is for the end. Uh, though it linger, wait for it. We need to wait. When it will come, right? It will not be false. It will certainly come. But wait for it. It's 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 the end. We need to wait. That's why in the next verse, yeah, uh, the Babylonians get a fucked up and not right, but the righteous person will live by his faith. You need to live by faith. If you wonder if faith or faithfulness, asking the coffee hour, something about the Hebrew in Greek. Uh, faith. 
We need to wait and stay for God to sort it out. Then maybe life doesn't feel like it makes sense now. It really makes sense to have a good day. You know where we're going into exile. God is waiting for If you know that God will sort it out one day, then yeah, you can you can endure a hardship. You can endure these things. I mean, Christians, yeah, Christians persecuted all over the world. But if we just know it's going to be sorted one day, well, we can have faith. We can continue. That's what the other New Testament uses Habakkuk. The Hebrews, the letter to the Hebrews, yeah, he church was being persecuted, and they were they wanted to give up because they, they found it hard. And the Bible says, no, keep going. We need to persevere. We need to keep going. Why? Well, close to that. For in just a little while, he will come. He will come, and it will not delay. But my life is well with my faith. Not faith. Keep going in faith. And that is for many of you. And I know some of you are having a really hard time, mean, even apart from the virus and everything. Uh, and some of you marriage problems and long-term health problems and, and, and financial problems. And just no, nothing ever seems to go right. And you just wonder, well, what am I doing wrong? And maybe you're not doing anything wrong. And now it doesn't make any sense. But you can keep going and say, so one day it will make sense. One day God will throw it all out and then and you will see it. And, and yeah, it will come. God has done it. And you can have faith. Now, faith is a big topic. Next week, actually, how much of it is going to be told to what God says? And then it's just going to be a little more closely at faith. I think when I say this, though, when I say, you know, God will sort out all the injustice one day, as I think of the question on many of our minds that I want to address, is this, right? Should we seek justice now then? I mean, if God is going to really sort it all out later, should we, you know, should we do something now? Again, should we change on? Should we campaign and boycott and pressurize that the right thing to do? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, for Habakkuk, of course, there isn't much that he can do, right? Uh, this is such overwhelming evil. The only thing he can do is wait. He can't do anything. But what, what if he can? I mean, that's why it's an answer. It is this movement, right? So we're thinking about all the injustice and all the racism. One of the other slogans they have is it's not justice delayed, it's justice denied. We want justice now because if it's delayed, I mean, it's not justice. Well, what does it say? Well, of course, this is if we can do something, it's a loving thing to do, right? If we can make life better for people. If you can try to make it all about us, if you can bring justice, please do it. It's a good thing. We should speak out about what's happening in the same time. I mean, if there's corruption in your company or something, you speak out, do something. That's a great thing to do. We should try to do justice now. Well, as long as it's legitimate, right? I'm not talking about taking vengeance, taking justice in your own hands. That's not the wrong thing to do. Whatever's legitimate and legal, yeah, of course you can do it. I think, though, when we see it, can we really bring justice? The problem is that the world is too complex for full justice, the Bible says. The world is such a big, broken system, full of sin, that, you know, sin runs everywhere. 
and we can just hear the little corner and then make this good because everything is so connected. And if you ever try to do something in a company, and well, you can't do that because of all the other companies, and you can't do that because of the whole, everything is, the whole economy is built on something. You can't just think. If you really want to get rid of injustice, well, you need to get rid of the world. Almost, if I don't want to say. Actually, really putting the world out as only something God can do. And we couldn't be in the need. And I think that is why God is waiting now. Maybe you wonder, why doesn't God do it now? Well, maybe He can't do it early. Maybe we can just delay. But what is delay? Because actually, if you look at verse 3, it says it will not delay. Isn't it a bit weird? You know, it's going to come a long time later, but it won't be delayed. What does it mean? I think it just means it doesn't come later than it can. Once it can, yeah, it will come. It won't be later. But the thing is, it can't come now yet, because if God brings justice now, then basically it's over. That's the end, because the world is just too big and there's too much injustice to do it just like this. I think that's the reason. And so because seeking justice in a way is saving the world, it's, it's so hard. Actually, the Bible focuses more on what we can do now, or what we can change. Because there's a few things that we can ever actually change. Maybe the church. We can do justice, not in the world, but in the church. If we live justice, if people see justice here among us, the way we see each other, if people come into the church and experience that, this new community, this new humanity, this new society, actually, that is, yes, that is where we can be justice, because this is the church and not the world. And another thing about justice is, personally, actually, we can lead justice to God by His forgiveness. I don't know what you think forgiveness is. Forgiveness isn't overlooking. Forgiveness means you, you trust God to do justice. You've done wrong to me, but I'm not going to demand justice. I will leave that to God. I'm just going to forgive you and, and love you. Forgiveness is, a, forgiveness is based on God's justice. It, it, it's not just it's an empty thing. Forgiveness requires faith. And that is one area where actually we, well, the Bible says, be a witness. Witness to God's justice by, by not inviting on justice. I mean, for yourself, right? Because someone else is being hurt, of course, you do something. But when I'm hurt, maybe I will just forgive something. Then you're trusting God's justice. And, and that is beautiful. I mean, modern culture, there isn't much forgiveness in the West. Uh, it's constantly, they kind of, well, because if there's no God, there's no justice. And so I need to get it now, myself. I mean, I hope. Uh, Mr. Biden will be a great president. Uh, he calls for unity. I, I hope he can build it. But there are other people on the left who say, well, let's look up all the Trump supporters and let, you know, let, let's ruin their lives. No forgiveness. Let's just, I want revenge. Isn't it so different from, like, Nelson Mandela? Spent so long time in prison and, and suffered so much racism and injustice. But when he came to power, when like Africans had the power, they didn't say they did They tried to build a, a, a fair and just society. Even though that's going to be very hard, but they did fine. 
because you need to get from a Christian background to get to that belief. You have a Christian worldview. So if you believe God will be justice, I can love, I can try to build justice, and at least in the other stuff to God. That is what God is asking for us. Right? Justice will be done. We can wait and stay. We can, yeah, do the wrong thing. We can live. And that is what the, yeah, the waiting says. I mean, waiting that sounds like doing nothing. I mean, you remember the scripture from two years ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, this is not waiting. Uh, what it means with waiting, remember the engineering? Right? You do the right thing, you get the right result. It doesn't mean that we wait for doing the right thing. Now, we do the right thing and we wait for the right result because the right result will come at the end. I'm going to lock my enemy now. That seems weird. Seems produce the wrong thing. No, it will be the right thing at the end. When Jesus comes back, justice will be done. And the law has shown and the right things have done. It will all make sense. It will all be done. Everything will be nothing to complain, nothing out there. Everything just at the end. That is how we live. And so we live with faith and prayer and love and good works and service. We can do it now, and we know it's not in vain, it's not for nothing, because Jesus will be justice at the end. That is faith, faith walking, living, waiting in Christ. And that sounds difficult, yeah? especially when you feel like your life is really not making sense at all. I mean, it's hard. How, how can we do that? Well, I think if you look at the Bible, actually, if you're a Christian, you are doing it already. Just by being a Christian. Because this waiting is also, well, for salvation. Because it's just there, right? The righteous will live by faith. Many of you will recognize it from the book by Romans. Right? Uh, I look at this verse here. Oh, sorry, do anything? probably think of these verses from Romans, right? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and to the Gentiles. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness that is by faith confers the lawsuit as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, of course, it's the gospel, but you think, what does it have to do with Habakkuk when he comes, when they go to Babylon? And uh, life doesn't make sense. Well, actually, it's the same thing. Why? Well, here's the thing. What do you do with your injustice? What do I do with my injustice? Because here we talked about injustice in the world, and it's not fair. But how about the things that I've done? Actually, when I before I was a Christian, and the life of this, I've done so many things that I'm so ashamed of. And even now, I'm still do so much wrong, but what am I going to do with that? You know, and if I know God will be just, what, 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 what am I going to do? Am I going to try and sort it out now? Am I going to try and keep the law and try to be good enough and so bring justice just by, by, by sorting myself out? Well, I can't. I, I will fail. No, God says, I will sort out. I will sort out your injustice. On the last day, I, I will sort it out. Just but it's a promise, right? That is the gospel. You don't have to produce your own justice. I will do it. 
Let my righteousness, righteousness and justice in the same word. I will do that. And so, as a Christian, you wait for that. Right? You put your trust in Jesus. God, you are going to sort out my righteousness. You are going to sort out my justice. And so, if you're a Christian, you are waiting for God to sort out justice. That that is what it means to be a Christian. And this is your moment of mind in justice of our injustice. And now let God sort that out on that day. And this wonderful thing about it is actually, it's not wishful thinking, right? With your own injustice, do you just hope that it may become a Christian? No, we've seen the answer. We've seen the cross. We've seen how Jesus died for our sin, and then we know that there will be justice. We have seen how God makes it work, how God sorted it out, how God can deal with my injustice. He can sort it out. And so my faith is based on something real. Well, how about the only other injustice? I mean, we can trust it. Right? If we see the cross, if we see that God will deal with injustice, if He will do it right, we can trust Him with everything else as well. And even when life doesn't make sense, God says one day it will make sense, I can do this. I mean, the forgiveness promise in the Old Testament didn't make any sense to anyone, right? But in Jesus, I can trust Him, and now it makes sense. Now I can see how God can be just and justified on how we can accept that. And it even helps with the justice to let it go. I think it's great that God's justice comes to you. And you think about it. What if justice came straight away? Now, many of the things I've done, if justice came straight away, if God would bring justice right away, God would be dead and condemned a long time ago. Now, justice delayed is not justice denied. Justice delayed is mercy. Justice delayed is a chance, a lot of chance for me to repent, a chance for me to come back to God and, and be forgiven. That is why God delayed is justice, the Bible says. You know, we wonder why doesn't God do it now? That's the big answer. And he wants more people to be saved. He's waiting so more people can come back to Him. And if you're not a Christian, maybe you wonder, uh, you know, the things I've gone wrong. What should I do with it? Well, God is giving you a chance. He hasn't brought justice yet. He's giving you a chance to come back. And maybe you want, maybe the power about the suffering is God lets the world go on. Does He let injustice go on just so that people can repent? Well, He will sort it out. On the last day, all of them will be saved for, all will be restored, all will be sorted out. It will all make sense. Now is the time for salvation. Now is the time for us to put our trust in Jesus to have faith. And then we can trust Him. Then we can keep going. So let's pray to you, God. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you will sort everything out. Thank you that justice is not a problem for me. You put everything under control. You know what you're doing. Everything will make sense one day. You will bring perfect justice to your son. Thank you that you've shown us in the cross. Help us to look to that. And when we wonder, when things don't make sense to us, and we know many of us, life doesn't make sense, life is hard. And, but we can look to the cross. We can see your commitment to making everything right. 
to stay in us, to bring justice. Help us to trust you. Help us to walk by faith to see what it means for us, to see what it means to do the right thing, even if we don't see the right result. Because we trust in you. We have faith. In Jesus' name. Amen.